Greek philosophy. We've had a sheer about the Chashmenoim being accused of usurping the kingdom from Malchus Yehuda. Ultimately, they were all wiped out. The whole Chashmenoi kingdom were wiped out. And the Ramban writes frightening words in Parshish Vayechi. Yankiv says, Lo Yosur Shevet Mi Yehuda. Kingdom should always remain with Shevet Yehuda, and the Chashmenoim were out of line. They were Kainim. With all due respect to the Kainim, it's not, oh, yeah, there he is, there he is. Um, but with all with all the rights and privileges that Kainim have, Malchus is out of their territory. And the Ramban says, as great as the Chashmanoim were, they were indicted for the fact that they overstepped their boundary and they were all wiped out horrible. There were others that said in that share that they really, there were reasons they needed to take it. And yeah, you know, that, that, that temporarily, temporarily. The question is, and we had, no, we had a whole shear because the Chayra Achia Shaloni promised Yeravam if he would be a good king, then you could be a king for a long time. Loi Kol Hayom, not forever, but for a long period of time. Which would seem to be at least 100, 200 years. So then the Chur, the Chashmanoim were not out of line. But we had that was la- that was a while ago. A while ago, that was actually that was actually it was a Kratzmachshir. I think we had a, only a few people. <laughs> That's it. And um, last year, Hanukkah Sunday morning, we had a Lomdishashir, a big debate of Rabbi Kiva Eger and the Sfasemis about the candles. Every night you light numerous candles. Is the first candle the real mitzvah and the rest are just a hider, or all the candles become part of the real mitzvah? In other words, I've discussed many topics on Hanukkah, but the most famous topic we never discussed, so here we are today. What do I mean by the most famous topic? There is a question that is um, attributed to Rabbi Yosef Kaira. He asks it in his base Yosef. We'll see today that many people asked it before him, but he asks a certain question. And he gives a number of answers, and since then, this has become table talk in every Jewish house around the globe, every Hanukkah, to discuss the question and various answers. A number of years ago, a sefer was put out called Ner Lamea, a candle for a hundred. A hundred answers to the question. Since then, many more have been added. Today, we hope to go through about 220 of them. Uh, the Kleisenberger Rebbe, apparently every Hanukkah, he would have a tish, and every night of Hanukkah he would give another answer. Another answer to the question. Well, what is the question? So let's go to number one. Baruch Hashem, we were able to fit everything on one paper today. Number one is, uh, this is from the Beis Yosef, Rabbi Yosef Kaira, in the beginning of Hilchas Hanukkah. So first of all, he, he says just a story. <clears throat> the Yidin overpowered the Greeks, at least as far as retaking control of the Beis HaMikdash. The Beis HaMikdash was... Uh, was, uh, did, did not look good, to say the least. And, uh, but first things first, they tried to clean it out. Pino Sechalecha, they emptied it out. They wanted to light the menorah. Of course, all the oil had been contaminated. They found one jug, which had the signet ring of the Kayin Gadol. A whole shaila what that means, since when did the Kayin Gadol put his signet ring on, on oil? But that not for now. Could be we discussed that as well. But uh, join me number one right away. Right? The amount of the Gemara says the amount of oil was enough for one night, and boom, it lasted eight days. Just like you take donuts today, if you stick a candle in a donut and you light it, it will go for eight days. But some say that's not a miracle, that's just, that's natural. 
but they lit eight days from that very jug. Why did there need to be a miracle of eight days, right? Why couldn't they get kosher oil tomorrow? So the Beis Yosef gives two reasons. Just, uh, <coughs> just This is just um, parenthetical, but interesting to know. All the Yidin were to be considered Tomei Meis. There was a war going on, dead bodies everywhere. Every Jew was considered to be Tomei. And how do you purify yourself from, uh, t- from being Tomei Meis, from, in- from tomb of a dead body? You need the sprinkling of the Pora Aduma, seven days. The EF Shalahaskin Shem and Tor, nobody was able to prepare new oil. They need seven days from the last day they became Tomei. And one more day, the chsishas hazesim to actually crush the olives, the tikkunam, and prepare them lohitzimem shem and tar to get the oil. So one reason it took eight days is because in order to get pure oil, even if you would quarantine someone on the spot, they need seven days to purify themselves, one day to actually work with the olives. Haran kos of the ran says shahoyolem shem and tar. They already had pure oil. But it was a distance away. It was Rachek Arba, it was four days' journey away. They needed eight days to go back and forth. There was a city called Tokoa. In fact, the Yerushalmi says this clearly. The Yerushalmi says it's very clear that uh, there was a city which either had oil prepared or they could go there and very quickly prepare it. But it was a four day journey um, either way. So that's eight days. Okay. Now comes Rabbi Yosef Kaira with his bomb kasha. He says, I don't understand. Why was it eight days? Why did the Chachom decide that the Chanukah Yom Tov should be eight days? The miracle was only for seven. The oil in the jug was enough for one night. The Gemara attests clearly that there was enough for one day. Okay, so the first day there was enough. The Nimtze comes out, only seven days. So you should be festive for seven days, not eight. That is the question. Interesting to know, most Rishonim believe they would only light the menorah and the Beis HaMikdash in the afternoon. In the morning, they would clean the candles from the night before, prepare them for the next, but they only lit it the night before. <clears throat> they only lit it at night. The Rambam believed they would light the menorah twice a day. So according to the Rambam, the answer might be very simple. The Gemara says they had enough oil for one night, shkoyach, but how are they gonna relight it in the morning? According to the Rambam, the menorah was lit in the evening and in the morning as well. So how was there, the, the fact that they were able to relight it again in the morning means that that nest came from nowhere. So there was already a miracle the first day. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you mm-hmm. go with the shit of the Rambam, you have a simple answer off the bat. There was enough for one night, but the Rambam holds they would light the menorah in the evening and again in the morning. Okay, so that, that's one answer. Good, okay. If you came here just to hear that, well, I hope you stay. The Yesh Loimar, the Beis Yezus says like this, three answers. They divided the oil in the jug into three parts. Every single night. Into, what did I say, three? Thank you, into eight. Into eight, thank you. Good, someone's listening, good. Every night they put one chalik in the menorah. It would miraculously burn till the morning. In other words, they only put one eighth of the oil every night. 
first, second, all the way to the eighth. But if they divided into eight, they needed eight, uh, seven more kelim that were tahor, not uh, tumen. The kelim. Okay, let's assume. Let's assume the menorah. Well, you're asking or if the menorah itself was tumen or tahor. The, 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 in order the to separate the oil to put it into new kelim. No, they had. They have the jug. They poured a little into one. The second, they measured one eighth. The, the, the little containers, the eight containers, or they have in the menorah. The menorah. You're asking the the bazichin, the cups of the menorah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Rabbi, can I ask two questions? Is this what actually happened, or is this his answer? He's giving three options of what actually happened. Yeah, yeah. He means he's talking real. He means business. Okay. He's giving three options of what actually happened. The nimsa comes out Every night a miracle happened. Right. I will tell you that this pshat is very difficult. That means the first night they took only one eighth of the oil and they poured it into the jar, in, into the into the candles, into the containers of the menorah. What were they expecting? That it would last the whole night? You can't rely on a miracle. So what were they expecting? It would last one-eighth of the night. The mitzvah is to light the menorah from evening until morning. That's the mitzvah in Torah. They were almost expecting that it would only last one hour to, you know, one-eighth of that period of time. So they would rather have eight times doing a quasi-mitzvah than one time doing a full mitzvah. Very strange cheshben. Bechlal, doing a mitzvah partly, if you do a mitzvah only to a certain part, does it even count? If you only have half a kezayis of matzah on Pesach, you suppose, do you have to eat it? Are you supposed to eat it? Is there an Indian of eating it? When it comes to prohibitions, we know if you eat a, a chazer, you eat the size of a kezayis of pig, you get malchus. Less than a kezayis, you won't get whipped, but it's still prohibited. Okay, now Yoichan and Reish Lakish have a debate. Reish Lakish holds less than the amount is only rabbinic. I mean, I tell you allowed to eat it. And Rabbi Yoichanan, who the halacha follows, says no. When it comes to prohibitions, even a drop is prohibited. Okay, you need a certain amount to get to, to the full violation with the, with the punishment and the consequences. But even an iota, minute amount, is already prohibited. The question is, what about by a mitzvah? Do I say the same thing by a mitzvah? That to get the full mitzvah, you need the full amount. But if you have half, at least, at least do half. So there happens to be a big debate in the Achreinim. The Shavus Yankov, Rabbi Yankov Reicher, was a big, big rov, one of the biggest Paiskim. We're a little hesitant to quote him here because of his opinions about Kainim these days. But uh, he was one of the biggest Rabbonim 300, 350 years ago. And he believes when it comes to a mitzvah, there's no such thing as half the amount. You know? Half a kazais of matzah just won't cut it. Won't cut it. If you ha a lulav needs to be a certain height, if it's too short, then there's no point of shaking it. There's nothing, there's nothing to it. The Chido, who was a generation later, disagrees, and the Chido says, if by prohibitions we say that, yeah, there's the full amount, but even a drop carries the prohibition, then so to buy a mitzvah, we should say, to get full credit for the mitzvah, you need a certain amount, you need a kazais of matzah. If you don't have that, then you have part of the mitzvah. He writes, it's a ksas mitzvah. Ktsas mitzvah. The Chidor had a friend, Maharit Al-Ghazi, Rabbi Yom Al-Ghazi, who was with a big Paisik and a Makubal in Eretz Yisrael in the 1700s, a good friend of the Chidor. Uh, he believes even further. He believes you're actually obligated 
to do whatever you can to fulfill the mitzvah. If you have only a few crumbs of matzah, not only does an Indian, you have to eat it. The same obligation you have to eat a full kazais of matzah, you have to eat whatever matzah you have available. He says you don't make a bracha. Yeah, based on feeling. Well, it's probably based on, oh, there's. Yeah, yeah. So the Shagasariya has a whole, in Simon Kuf, the Shagasariya has, uh, seems to have proofs to this idea. The Shagasariya wants to say the same thing as the Maharit, that you have to do it, even if it's less than the amount. The Shagasariya contends you even have to make a bracha. Yeah. You have to make a bracha, but they discuss could you make a. There's a chiv to eat. Yeah, no, there's a full mitzvah, there's half a mitzvah. Just like half of a, a kazais of chadzir is awesome in Atayra, half a kazais of matzah, if that's what you have, you have to eat it. The problem is, could you make a brocha ala achilas matzah? Achila always means a kazais. Ain achila pochas me kazais. Achila means a kazais. So it could be you would have to switch around the words of the brocha. Switch around the words Yeah, mitzvah matzah or something. Can you make a hamaitzi? Yeah, you make hamaitzi on anything, on a crumb. But you'd have to change the words of Alachilas Matzah. So Akhaponim, the Shagasariya and the Marit Al Ghazi firmly believe that even, you know, a portion of a mitzvah is uh, is biblically enforced. The Chidos says it's a Ksas mitzvah, uh, but the Shvus Yankov holds it's rubbish, it's garnish, there's nothing to it. So you wonder over here when the the Chashmanoim are thinking to themselves. We can divide it one-eighth for every night. But what do we come out with? We'll never get a full mitzvah. We'll get a quasi-mitzvah every night. According to the Shfus Yankiv, it's a waste of time. You're not accomplishing anything. According to the Chidor, even him, it's a Ksas mitzvah. But if you'd put it all in the first night, you'd get a full mitzvah. Even according to the Chidor, you have to figure out, L'Chair, it's better to do the full mitzvah now than have a, a many Ksas mitzvahs. According to the Marit al Ghazi and the Shagasariya, you can better understand their Cheshbin because a half mitzvah really ha- is, is, the, is Choshev in the eyes of the Torah. But you could still ask that in Torah we always deal with the present. You know, if you have the ability to do a full mitzvah now, you do it. You don't do half of it and put some away for tomorrow. But you know you're not going to have oil tomorrow. Doesn't matter. You always did tomorrow that you're an honest. You're an honest. Now you do the best you can. So it's a. It's a very hard pshat. The first pshat of the Beis Yosef is a hard pshat. Va'oid yesh loimar, another pshat. Shela'achr shenosnu shemen b'neiris ha As they poured the oil into the candles of the menorah, kashir, they poured from the entire jug into the menorah, nishir ha'pach mole The jug was still full. As they poured into the menorah, the pach was still, the, the jug, the, the, the flask was still full, didn't diminish. So even on the first night, the nest was noticeable. Yeah, they found the oils, natural oil, they poured it in. As they poured it, the pach was still full. So that's a major miracle the first night. Inami, a third option, it's a similar thing. They poured in all the oil into the candles, and the pach was empty. The whole night, the things burnt. They came in the morning. The candles were still full of oil. So the miracle wasn't in the jug, it was in the actual receptacle in the menorah. What was it? So it burned through the night. Oh, which one of the three? <laughs> we'll see, there were more options. He's saying. 
Okay, but not not not, not all the answers are discussing what happened Lamaisa. Some of them are other answers. These are three answers Lamaisa. That's right. He's off none he's saying he's saying one of the three. He's saying one of the three. I mean, this is a general question. Just apply. Just doesn't apply. Just. Oh, what's that? All these three could have happened. The Abishta definitely would have could have arranged. Could have happened. And but physically, which one? One of them happened. One of them happened. Right. The chaim b'chol laila b'laila. Hold on, hold on. He says so too every night. Wait a second. So too every night. Not so fast. Those words are very troublesome. Because no, because the last night. The last night when they came in the morning, the oil was still there. He says every single night. So it doesn't mean every single night, except for the last night. So hold on. So on the. The donuts are causing a big commotion. Yeah, like take it out, take it somewhere else. Excuse me, who opened you? He paid for his brother's house. I can't imagine any other answers. Oh, there's plenty more. Three. Only Okay, so. If you look at number two, just tell you there's a vart to the bardal. Well, first we'll throw out just a couple of the of the, the famous mm-hmm. answers, and then we'll go on our journey. The barditshevir in his kedushas levi. He wants to know. He asked the question. He says like this. He says a marshal. Imagine a melech godel va'adish anoisim matano lekama anoshim. You have a powerful, lofty king. He gives a gift to a number of people. Yesh can base kit. There are two groups of the recipients. The first group are more interested in the gift than the fact that the king gave it to them. They're very excited that, look what I got, look what I got. The fact that the king chose to give them something doesn't excite them as much as the item itself. The second group, who are a little more... Uh, um, Lofty. They've two sorts of pleasure. One is on the gift. On the fact that the king, the Melech God of Adi, the great powerful king, he desires me, he chose me, he cared for me to give me something. And the Baditchva says these two simchas should be separated separately. So he says, for example, on Pesach, we celebrate Pesach for seven days, eat matzah, but the carbon Pesach you bring on the 14th of Nisan. The carbon Pesach was brought on the 14th. Okay, it was eaten that night, the night of the 15th with the matzah and the morrow, but he says, why wouldn't you bring it on Pesach itself? And he says this idea, Nebuchadnezzar took us out of Mitzrayim, there's two things. There's the fact he took us out of Mitzrayim, we're free from bondage, seven day celebration. But then we have a day just to think about, you know who took us out? The Kreuzer, Kreuzer, God and Himmel cared about us. It's a separate celebration. So he says the same thing by Hanukkah. You know why there's eight days? It's just like Pesach. There's seven and one. From day two to day eight, the celebration is for the oil. The first night, it's not about the oil. That was natural. They had it. The first night, you're celebrating the fact that you know who did the miracle? The Melech God of the Adir. That's the explanation the Badisha gives. Okay, very nice. Chanukah, here's a cute one. Chanukah stands for Ches Neiris v'Halacha Kebeis Hillel. Chanukah is Rosh Hashanah, Ches Neiris, eight candles, and the Halacha follows Beis Hillel, meaning Beis Shammai holds you start with eight, then seven, then six, then five. Beis Hillel says you go one, two, three, you go up. 
So the Rosh Hashanah of Chanukah is Ches Neiris, the Halacha, you follow Beis Hillel. If we would only light seven candles, then on the fourth night, Beis and Beis Hillel would agree that you light four candles. You wouldn't be able to tell who the Halacha follows. Now that there's eight nights and eight candles, there's never a night where Beis and Beis Hillel say the same thing. They're always different. And therefore, every night you're able to look at the menorah and say, ah, this is Hanukkah, you could see Halacha Beis Hillel. Only because there's eight candles. Had there been seven, there would be a night when the fourth night they would both hold four. You wouldn't be able, to, it wouldn't be noticed by Lachakabesilo. Yeah. The fourth night is the same no matter which side you go. Not when there's eight. Not when there's eight. From five. Eight, seven, Count. Six, five. You're right, five. You're right. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. No, no, no. So. The Shoyal Umeshiv, the great Rav of Lvov, 150 years ago, he came up with another reason. If you would have seven nights of Hanukkah, then Armenoiris would be seven candles. You're not allowed to make a replica of a tool in the Beis Hamikdash. Yeah. I, the Menor in the Beis Hamikdash, had special cups and flowers, this and that. But the Menor is kosher without that. So we would be having replicas, real substitutes, it's also, you're not allowed to make substitutes of the, of the kalim of the Beis Hamikdash. That's why you made eight. That was the reason he gave. Models of the Beis Hamikdash that make, the, they copy the kalim or they make, they're allowed to do that. Definitely not if you use it. If you're using it to light candles. Taka is supposed to be a little different. Yeah, it definitely should be different. But the fact that there's an eighth branch is already a yeah, 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 exactly. The eight makes That's a difference. The eight makes a difference. Ah, so we'll see. It's only three birds. The Bali Musr like to say that you think life, life is natural. The sun rises, the sun sets, it rains, the clouds come, the clouds go, you breathe. Once the Yidin saw seven nights of miraculous oil, they realized that the same way these seven nights, it was the Abish who gave us the oil, so too the first night. You think you come up with the oil on your own, everything God puts in your hand. Generally, you're not aware of it, but once miracles begin to happen in your life, you start to realize that everything that happens is really under the hand of the Ebishter. Even the stuff you took for granted. It's an action, it's an expression of the Ramban. The Ramban writes in Parshish Boy, a famous expression, from the open miracles, from the Nisim Hagluyim, from the open miracles, we can appreciate the hidden miracles. And Ramban says the tachlis of life is to come to this perception and understanding. That the sun rising and sun setting is the same hand of God as, what's the difference of physics or, or things which break physics? Physics is just, the, is just the rules that we have from day to day. That, that's it, right? The fact that water tr uh, descends instead of rises is because that's the day-to-day -day law of physics. But it's no less of a wonder, it's no less the hand of God than if water would go up. Just we're not used to that, it would be a surprise. It could be the other way around. If, water, if they should have made water go up, that would have been physics, and water going down would have, would have surprised us. It's all the exact same hand of the Ebishter. So that's the answer the, the many, the Chachmei Musa give. In fact, they quote that Ramban, the Lashon of the From the open miracles, one comes to appreciate and understand the hidden subtle miracles of day-to-day -day life. Okay, that's another approach. Okay. Some Rishonim say that we, the Chachom Dafka wanted to choose eight days to hint to the fact that Miller was abolished by Antiochus and his regime. They abolished Miller. That was one of the big things. In fact, it's a story. 
and uh, there was a woman, she mauled her kid, and the soldiers were coming, and she had to kill her kid, and she jumped off as well. They, uh, they outlawed Bris Miller, so to uh, hint to that, Hanukkah became eight days. Okay, so you have all these other types of answers explaining why it's eight days. But uh, the Beis Yosef is really getting to the core of what actually happened at the time of the miracle. He gives three options. The Shail is always attributed to the Beis Yosef. In truth, in truth, many before already asked it. So why was the Beis Yosef credited to it? So it reminds me of something the Rebbe once said. When the Rebbe's father, Reb Leivik, was getting smicha from Reb Chaim Brisker, a famous episode transpired. Reb Chaim was asking Shiloh, Reb Chaim Brisker was for herring Reb Leivik, and they began to talk about uh, Erevin, and he asked Reb Leivik if you have numerous people in a courtyard during Sukkot, but they didn't, one house is supposed to host a certain amount of matzah food as if everybody's guests in that house. What if they didn't do that? So Blavik said, but if there's one sukkah in the courtyard, the sukkah itself unites all of them together. So somebody once asked the Rebbe, there's a Meiri who says this already 700 years before the Blavik, what was the big deal? So the Rebbe said like this, the Steger, the normal way of learning in Russia was to learn throughout Shas with the main commentators. Today, we learn Gemara so slowly because we want to learn everything there is to know about that piece. On one piece, you want to know everything that's been said from a thousand years ago until yesterday. So you want to learn 50 Rishonim and all the Rosh Hashivas and 100 Achreinim to what everyone has to say. And that's why at the end of the year, we learn one page of Gemara. Back in the day, it wasn't like that. They used to learn the main Rishonim that were publicly disseminated. Most people didn't have access to the random story. Many of them weren't printed in manuscripts. Even if they were printed, they were few and far between. Weren't really extant. The main Rishonim were available and people learned that. And therefore, in each sugya, you learned a couple different commentaries and you moved on and on and on. And that's why they were able to learn so much. They, they had a, a good knowledge of the entire shas. It could be today we know more about, you know, now we're specialists. You know, in one line of Gemara, we know more. But in the rest of the Gemara, we know absolutely nothing. So, so that ever made this comment that, yeah, there's a Me'iri, but it wasn't the normal thing to, the Me'iri is a great Rishon, but he wasn't part of the, the main, the mainstream Rishonim, the three or four, the Rif, the Rosh, the Rambam, the Ran. Me'iri was kind of on the side. People didn't always have the Sefer. So it wasn't a thing to get your hands on every Sefer and learn it. So the fact that Ablavik and Reb Chaim, no one made mention of the Me'iri, it's not, it's not a wonder. Uh -huh. So it's, this, it's a very similar sentiment over here. I think what happened was that everyone had a base Yosef, because everyone learned the tour. The tour was the first Shulchan Aruch, 700 years ago, and everyone had Rabbi Yosef Kaira's base Yosef. Everybody learned that that was the Seder. Everyone learned base Yosef. Everyone knew the question from the base Yosef. All the Sfarim I'm going to bring to you that asked the question were not mainstream Sfarim. <laughs> And uh, like the Rebbe said, people didn't try and get their hands on, on every single safer that you could. Anyhow, look in, having said that, look at number three. This is the Rosh. Now, the Rosh is a mainstream Pesach. He always was. But this is in his safer Tosfos Rosh. The Rosh wrote many things. He wrote Shuvas. He wrote his Halacha Sefer on the Gemara. But he also wrote his own version of Tosfos. Yeah, yeah. The Rosh, the Rosh passes away in 1327. The Beis Yosef is like 200 years later. The Beis Yosef is born in 1488. So 
but the Rosh's Tosfos were were hard to get hold of. In fact, the Prima Godim 250 years ago writes, I saw somewhere about the Rosh's Tosfos. I don't know what they're talking about. I've never seen such a thing. Never even heard of it. Didn't have it. So the Rosh says like this, but we have it today. It was the manuscripts were printed. And uh, number three, Venas is going on the Gemara and Shabbos. A miracle transpired, and they lit eight days. the Rosh, Why eight? It's only seven days. It did have the amount for one night. Exact same Shiloh. What does he answer? They divide into eight parts. And every night they put one eighth in. He asked our The Gemara says, yeah, the Gemara says that. The menorah needs to lie till the morning. You have to fill it up to the top. It's called ten lomidos to put in the right amount. Kadei shetei delik should it should burn from evening till morning. Says the rosh, hainu hecha de'efsher. That requirement is only when you can. And what's the rosh saying? The rosh seems to be saying you can actually fulfill the mitzvah of the menorah without it going till the morning. Let's say you would only have a little bit of oil and no miracles is going to happen. And you light it and it lasts for two hours. It seems from the rush you did the mitzvah. The hider is to go the whole night if you're able to, but you can actually do the mitzvah even for a little. So that would answer the kasha we had on this answer in the Beis Yosef, that what were they thinking? Why would they give up a full mitzvah to do quasi-mitzvahs for eight nights? It's not a quasi-mitzvah, it's the mitzvah on a lower tier. It's a lower, you know, but it's, it's actual mitzvah. It seems from the rush if it, if it lasts only a couple hours, it's, you have, you actually do the mitzvah. It's I'll not the l'chadchil, it's not behider, you take one to go. I still had some questions on a few things you said. Uh-huh. That's why you're leaving, huh? Didn't oh, you actually told me to tell you, I don't want to disturb the whole shirah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's why you're leaving. No, okay. Apparently, 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 the... the oh boy, oh boy. Hang around, maybe I'll answer it. That's a good thing for Thursday night shirah. Good. good. <laughs> Come to Thursday night shirah, we'll talk about it there. What? A little different here. Yeah. In, so anyway, so you, you see that that, that might help uh, take away the kasha we had on the base Yosef when he gave that answer. Inami, another answer. They filled it up all the way. It only went down one eighth each night. The base Yosef doesn't say this. This is a different answer. that it stayed full. Right. Yeah. It went yeah. It went down an eighth every night. Still a miracle. You see, you're right. The advantage of this answer over the first answer is that here they put it all in. The Gemara says in Psachim and Menachas, you have to fill it up. So the first answer of the Rosh says, ah, that's if you can. Here he says, no, they tackled it, they filled it up. It went down one eighth. So, me, say that again. Meaning what? Um, I remember hearing that the, it was way before the miracle was that the jug itself was filled up. They, when they filled it up, it wasn't it kept, The jug kept on refilling. That's no, no, you're saying something else. You're saying something else. You're saying as they poured it, the jug stayed full. As they poured into the when into they, the manure. after they actually uh, ground the when they were pouring the oil into the jug. No, they didn't pour the oil. The jug had the oil. Yeah, from before. Into the manure. No, not into the manure. Way before, when they were actually packaging it. Yeah. They poured in the required amount of milk, and it wasn't full. And they poured even more until it was even more for the, that would actually last the entire time. 
That's very interesting. Where's that from? Okay, never heard that one before. He's saying the Chathchila, when they made that, yeah. who knows when, they were able to fill in eight times the amount into the jug. So this is uh, a okay. miracle. Very uh, interesting. The miracle was prepared before Good. the... Uh, I, wonder where, I wonder who says that. Very, very interesting. <laughs> Fine. Okay. So the difference over here is, though, that they put in the full amount the first night. They were Yoytze the Chiv of Pudin Midasa. It went down one-eighth. Which means also that they didn't have to refill it every night. It, it was what it was. It was, you know, the... The Mogin Avram says, he gives another answer. He says the moment they lit it the first night, it stayed lit for eight days straight. They didn't have to lit it, light it every night. It remained lit for eight days straight. We're not saying that. We're saying over here that every night they would have to relight it. But they, they wouldn't have to re, reload oil into the... So even though the oil wasn't full, you could say the chiv of you have to fill it up is when you're pouring the oil into the manure, you have to make sure it's full. But according to this answer, every night, the menorah was the way it was. It has whatever oil remained from the night before. We're not putting anything in. You know, we're not filling it up halfway. It is already full halfway, right? Inami, third answer. After they poured the oil into the menorah, Nishara Kli Male, the Kli was still full, like the Beis Yosef said. So he also gives three answers. But uh, one of them is very different, the one that it went down one-eighth every night. So that's the Toysus Harosh. 100% full. Basically, it says there was 100% right, exactly, full exactly. the next day. Yeah, yeah. The the, right, the Pshat is, but according to that answer, the Basiyos of the Chayr on the eighth day when they came, there was no more oil. Acor according to the Rosh's second answer, there was a miracle all eight days. According to the Beis Yosef's other answer, it was a chayr, the last day with the Prichadosh, we're going to see, he's going to ask, then the last day nothing happened. Look at number four is the Me'iri. The Me'iri was the same time as the Rosh. He was one year older than the Rosh, okay? The Rosh is born in 1250, roughly, roughly. The Me'iri, though, apparently is 1249. So he, the Me'iri, he says like this. This is in his commentary to Shabbos. V'lai loharishin shaloi ha'yasham nes Hashemen. The first night that there was no miracle of the of the oil, mevarchin ala geula. It's the war, the redemption from the war. You're celebrating the victory over the war. Plus al haydos metzius apach. The fact that we found the pach. So the Meiri gives two answers. The first night is celebrating the the victory of the war. Second, the fact that we found the pach. The fact that we found the pach. There's a marshal which is given. There's a fellow that was traveling and he has eight sacks of, uh, of gold. Thieves come upon him. They steal seven of the sacks. Punct one of them he was able to hide away. He comes to the next town and uh, he runs to the police station and he hires an investigator. He has money. He has one sack at least. He hires an investigation and the police find the thieves and all the money is restored. He gets the seven stolen sacks back. The guy comes home to town and uh, that he had made a vow that if he gets his money back, he's going to give uh, a fifth of all of it to Stocker. So the, uh, the gaboy, the collectors of Stocker come and they say, we're here to collect your dues, a fifth of all the sacks. Mm -hmm. He says, sure. He takes out seven sacks, says, take a fifth from each one. They say, where's the eighth sack? He says, nah, no, no, that wasn't stolen from me. There was no miracle with the eighth sack. They said, Chacham, 
The biggest miracle was the eighth. If they would have taken it from you, you wouldn't have been able to hire an investigation to get any of your money back. It's only a miracle they didn't take it from you. Now you're able to get back the other seven. <laughs> you're saying the fact that the Yuvonim missed one of these glasses of oil is not a miracle. That was the only way we were able to have a miracle for the next seven nights is because of this. That's so it has to be counted as well. That's, a <laughs> that's the marshal. I don't know who, <coughs> who first gave that marshal. <coughs> So the Meiri gives two options. Either the redemption from the war. That's what the Mogan Avram says. There is a shit. Right, but Bepashtus had only lit at night. So then then the Meiri says, he says, and the Shara Leilis is for the oil, but the first night's either for the war, the fact they found the Pach. Vyesh Mishapirish says the Meiri, and they knew there was so little oil. They divided to eight nights. Which is how long it will take to go back and forth to get new oil. So he brings the option that the Rosh says, Beis Yosef say, they lit one-eighth every night. How could they rely on a miracle? If they only put one eight the first night, were they expecting it to lie throughout the whole night? You can't rely on a miracle. They expected it to last for an hour, then you've got to put the whole thing in. You have a mitzvah tonight, you don't think about tomorrow. So you see, the Me'iri really has an issue with that answer. He comes out against it. It doesn't make sense. Since you can't rely on a miracle, you have to expect it's going to last only a portion of the night. The mitzvah and is Erev Adboiker, the whole night. Ah, you're going to miss out the next seven? Too bad, you deal with the present. That's the Miri's opinion. The thing with his opinion is that you can say that according to this shot that they still were not relying on a miracle. In other words, they said, we'll start with an eighth. If, if it lasts longer, great, we have a miracle. If not, we'll add the other Oh, oh there are takas some who suggest that people stayed up all night next to the menorah, and if it was about to go out, they were going to pour more in. Right, that's not right. Yeah, yeah, but the problem is, the Gemara says 10 lomidosa, you have to fill it up, l'chadchila. It's almost like Hanukkah licht, right? The Hanukkah licht, with the moment you light it, there has to be enough fuel to last for a half hour after this month, right? Um, if you put a little bit, you can't add oil after. Now, it could be the menorah, the base of Mikdash might be different. Hanukkah menorah, that might be the chiv, the way the chomum machayev. But uh, by the menorah in the base of Mikdash might be different. But the words ten lo midos of the Gemara means you got to fill it up with chatzila. But some taka do suggest that. Some suggest they poured in a little, they lit it, and they were they were on standby, they were watching, and the moment the flame would flicker and the oil was going to disappear, they would put more in. So they were hoping it would go the whole night. So, the, but like I'm, I'm saying, it's an interesting thing because the Gemara says when the Torah says from evening till morning teaches you, you need lachatchila put in that amount of oil. Here we're, we're splitting it. We're saying, no, you don't need that amount of oil, but I'll still get it to the morning because mo any moment it's going to extinguish, I'll quickly refill. That's why he gives his answer to No, no, there are those who say that's what happens. I know. Yeah. No, but I think, no, no, no. The, the, yeah, 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 yeah. The Miri wouldn't accept that. L'chaira. L'chaira. Yeah. Or maybe he wasn't entertaining the svar that people stood there a whole night waiting. I mean, it's a Kiddush to say that's what happened, right? There. They must have been so exhausted from the war, you know. <laughs> also, if they assumed that it was going to flicker out, they said, let's all be sleeping, in the, you know. <laughs> Let, let's imagine it, that, that, that it went. Exactly, exactly. So you see the Me'iri dealt with it already. Look at number five. Is the Nemuke Yosef. 
the Nemuke Yosef was at the end, the end of the Rishonim. He passes away in the early 1400s. He's still before the base Yosef. He says, There's enough for one day. So he answers like this. They put all the oil in. Only one eighth. The same answer that the Rosh says. The Meiri and the Beis Yosef didn't offer this option. Right? L'chur, the Meiri wouldn't have had such a... The base, no, the, no, 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 the base Yosef didn't say this one. This is, they put it all in and it went down one-eighth every night. Beis Yosef said no. Beis Yosef said they, they put one-eighth every night. That was that... It, that that was uh, no. That was either full, full in the jar. No, the last one is they came in the morning. The cups were still completely full, 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 full. full. Yeah, yeah, no, full, full. Right, right, right. Well, okay, well, because we'll the Rebbe is going to go to town with the last answer of the Beis Yosef. We'll see soon. Because it wasn't enough for Right, but uh, it's interesting. The, the Meiri's kasha wouldn't apply on this answer because they did put the whole thing the first night. They did not rely on a miracle. Punct happened. So, and had the Meiri brought it, he wouldn't have had his kasha. He doesn't bring it. Doesn't bring an option. Mukhyosef continues, Inami, another answer, after they emptied it in the first night, Nishur Haklimale. So this answer we saw everybody likes that the Pach remained full. And that's what the Beis Yosef said, the Rosh said. So you see, the question was asked by many was shown in before the Beis Yosef. But the truth is it goes back even earlier. Look, jump to number nine for a second. Number nine is the Sheiltus. The Sheiltus Rabachoi Goin. So he lived about 13, 1400 years ago. The Meiri says the story was like this. The Sheiltus had a son who was uh, not interested in learning. Now the yeshiva system, so the Sheiltus said, I have an idea. I'm going to write a sefer of halacha according to the parashias. Halacha according to the parasha. But, you know, it's, it's more exciting. It's more innovative. It was a chiddush. He was the first one to do that. So he goes, he's, he has halacha and on all the parshas, he finds some connection, and he gets into a lochik issue, and you know, but it's on the parsha, it's on the parsha. And uh, so in parshas Vayishlach is actually where he speaks about Hanukkah, and look what he says in number nine. The Shilta says, when they found the jug, it didn't have a You ever heard that? Yeah. It didn't have even one night. Yeah, it's a new version. Vanasulem nes and vidlikumena eight eight days. The first night was a miracle. Wow. The first night was a miracle. So the Shiltus doesn't use this to answer any questions. This, this is his version of the Gemara. So the Sefer HaEshkol, the Sefer HaEshkol was, uh, you know, the Chidot tells us that there were three rivets. You know, he made sure every person knows there were three rivets who almost lived at the same time. One was a rivet in Spain, Avram Ibn Daud who was a great philosopher. And he wrote the Seder HaKabol on Jewish history, very important Sefer. He was killed, Al-Kiddush Hashem, in the 1100s. He wrote a Sefer in philosophy as well, a great Sefer. Um, Emunah Rama, you know, a lofty belief. But shortly after, it was eclipsed by the Rambam's Merinavuchim. And people were busy writing, copying Merinavuchim, no one had time. So his, uh, I don't even know if his thing is extant anywhere. That's one rivet. Then there was the famous Ravid who argues on the Rambam, who argues on the Rif, argues on the Bam, always arguing, right? That's the famous Ravid, Avram um, Ben David. He had a Shver 
who was also the, called the Ravid. The Ravid's father was also the Ravid. He was Avram Av Bezdin. He lived in, uh, in Provence, and he wrote the Sefer HaEshkol. He wrote, and all these three people live in the 1100s. The Sefer HaEshkol asks this kasha, the Beis Yosef's kasha, why are we celebrating eight days? And he gives three answers. His first answer is, look in the Sheiltas. The Sefer HaEshkol says, look in the Sheiltas. The Sheiltas says they didn't have even for one day. But how does he know this? How does he know that everybody says there wasn't enough for one day? This is the Sheiltas version of the Gemara. He's hella, he's 1400 years ago. Right. He had a much more fresh version of the Gemara. This was, he's quoting, in this point, the Shilta's quoting his version of the Gemara. How does he know? That, how do you know your Gemara? Because what's what you have in front of you? This is what he had in front of him. Uh-huh. No, but how, he's asking, how do you bring it to the language of the Gemara? No, 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 because the Gemara says, the, the Gemara says, it's just, just, just changing, it's just changing one word in the Gemara. Afilu. Uh-huh. Eloh or Afilu. Eloh or Afilu. or Afilu. So, so that's the difference. That's the difference. Elo Elo could mean Where's the Gemara? No, it's in Shabbos. The base. What's the lotion? I have a Gemara. The exact lotion. No, but you could even. Okay, well, Elo is another version of the Gemara that's said Afilu. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, that's exactly what we're saying. Yeah. Okay. And it's not something someone brought to the table today. 1400 years ago, no, 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 they all they had was Yoy Mechot. Afilu means not even, not even. You've seen a lot of times Ella means that Ella is like even one. No, only. Ain lono melech. Ain lono melech afilu ato. Ain lono melech el ato. Ain lono melech el ato. There's others. So... Only. Anyhow, so the Sefer Eshkol says that's the first answer. Then the Sefer Eshkol says he likes the answer that the finding of the pach that the Miri mentioned, the finding of the that the fact that they found a jug that wasn't touched and that, and uh, the third answer that Eshkol gives is the answer everyone else gave that when they poured into the menorah the jug remained full. That that's the most common answer. It must be that that was like a tradition. Maybe that's in fact what actually happened. But the Eshkol says, look in the shelters. Here's the fascinating thing. Look at number 10. The same Sheiltus two pages earlier writes, Dahu Luga, the Lug, the Jog, the Ishtakach that was found in the Hechel, have a had the amount for one day, eight days. It's an open contradiction in the Sheiltus. What in the world does that mean? So the Chidor answers the following, and not just him, Yeshaya Pik. Yeshaya Berliner, as he was known, was a great, great scholar 250 years ago. He wrote a commentary in the Sheiltis called Sheilas Shalom. He had a son-in-law who was a big printer, and the son-in-law was printing the Sheiltis, and he told his father-in-law, to Yeshaya Pick, can you please write a, I need a printed, I'm printing it in less than two months, could you write a commentary on it? In six weeks, his Shver wrote a whole Piddush on the whole Sheiltis. Yeshaya Pick was a, was a he, he had the whole turret at his fingertips. Yeah, in the 1700s, the Goenim of Amol. So the Yeshaya pick and the Chidos say like this, Pshats like this. In the flask, there was exactly enough for one day. When you're going to pour that into the menorah, inevitably some of the oil is going to lag behind. Some of it, some of it would be absorbed in the walls of the flat. You can't get it all out. 
the amount you're going to have is 95%, not the full thing. That's not the full okay. thing. So the answer, Pshat and the Shiltus is like this. In number 10, he's talking about the jug. The jug that was found had enough for one day. In number 9, he's talking about Lahadlik in the Menorah. In the Menorah, there wasn't enough for one day. So so comes Yeshaya Pick and says, it could be the Shiltus had the same version as ours. When Argomar says there was enough for one day, it yeah, means in the flask. Uh-huh. But in the minute, once we're in the nerd, there's not enough for one day. So, <laughs> so, the, so, take no, so, take a bottle of ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not all going to come out. It's not, you don't get 32 ounces. Especially oil. Oil legs, but it's always, it sticks behind. Sticks yeah. behind. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's like ketchup. It sticks to the side. Yeah. This is a good answer. It's on the own. So, 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 so the chidah and the Yeshaya Pik, Yeshaya Berlin, both want to say it answers the basis of Kasha. Because it only had 95% of the oil, but it lit the 100% of the time. So it was a small miracle. It was a small, but it was something. In other words, maybe you wouldn't have made a day out of it. But once you do the next seven, you throw in the first day, because it was also part. It also had a a glimpse of the miracle, a glimpse of the miracle. But what you see from there is that the Sefer HaEshkol in the 1100s deals with it. Because the flasks, they would design them with the extra. The flask would have the extra ounce. You're saying you should like have enough for a in, day plus the little bit that would get plus, left over. Oh, plus five. Uri, I mean, just like ketchup doesn't no, this three ounces, right? No, no, you're saying... No, he's the, no, 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 this flask was made for the Noira. Oh, that's that's, that's why it had the seal of the... It could be for something else. It could be for... Oh, okay. asked, if it was made, made for the Noira, hold on, hold on. But if it sat there for a long time, it evaporates, you know, it... I don't know. Maybe no, it, 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 it's to get absorbed. It gets absorbed into the in, in the. But also, it uh, gets absorbed in the in the pach in the in the flask. A little hard. Okay. The question is: Does it change in the amount, or does it change in the in the burn in the amount of capacity? Some of it would have left. Anyhow, so what you see over here is what you see over here is that the shaila has been well treaded upon before the bias of Cairo. Comes the pre in numbers. Oh, so let me just. We're going to try to wrap it up. Listen to this. There's, there's tons to talk about. We'll try and stick it in the next 10, 15 minutes. The Maharshal, the Maharshal, or Shloy Maluria, had a custom every Hanukkah, he wanted to make a Shechiyonu the second night. He always wanted to make a Shechiyonu the second night. So he would buy a new silver menorah every year. Every year, a new silver menorah. In order that he would be able to make a Shechiyonu while his lighting, he would throw in the Shechiyonu. He would throw in the Shechiyonu. And the Prima Godim quotes this. The place can quote this minig, a bizarre minig. First of all, what's the point? More than that, he, you want to stop throwing a Shechiyonu while you're lighting? It's like a hefzik between the brach and the lighting. You make a brach, and before you light, you throw in a Shechiyonu for your silver menorah. And why every year the second night? What's the pshat? Yeah, yeah. Oh no! So if it was new clothes or new fruit, you would talk have no right to say shechion in the middle. If it's on the menorah, it's connected, but still seems to be a bit of a hefsik. So the story is like what? Shechion is on the yomtiv. It's on the yomtiv. With the whole kiddushes. No, it's really on the yomtiv. The fruit is just to pacify certain opinions and say the shechion. No, really, you have to have in mind the yomtiv. You also have in mind the fruit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what was his reason? Yeah. So the like this. The, the Marshal holds that the reason you're celebrating the first night is like the Me'iri, either to celebrate the war or to celebrate the fact you found the jug. You're not actually celebrating the miracle of the oil. It's a, the second night's a new celebration. 
it warrants a Shechiyonah because it's a new celebration. It's a whole new Yom Tov. Not like the Beis Yosef's answers. No, you go like the Me'iri, the first night, something else entirely. The Mulchama, or the fact that they found this Pach, but the actual supernatural power of the oil, that's the second night. It's a new Yom Tov. And therefore the Marshal felt that uh, it really warrants its own Shechiyonah. But you have to have an excuse, so yeah, you got a new silver manera. But why, why, why did the marshal want to stick in that extra shechiyano? The marshal had a story. When he began writing his sefer Yam Shel Shloimi, which is his magnum opus on halacha, he was sitting at night and he was writing, and he wasn't sure if he's doing the right thing. Stam writes for him, and then he had a little candle, and he's writing his sefer, and the candle is supposed to go out after half hour, an hour. And it went, and it went, and it went, and it went all night. He had his own Hanukkah miracle. He actually he writes about this in his Sefer, very cryptically. And, but later Svarim explained what happened. He says that, then I saw that the Abish apparently wants me to write the Sefer. So he, that's why he went ahead with writing his Svarim. But that all, that's also why he had a Chavivus, he, had a, he cherished the miracle of Hanukkah, because he experienced it. And that's why he wanted that the oil miracle should have its own Shechiyonah, it warrants it. The first night was a separate celebration. Comes the Prichadosh in number six, the Prichadosh of the big God in Eretz Yisrael in the 1600s. In number six, says, he quotes the Beis Yosef, why there are eight days, there was enough for one day. So look at the second line of number six. So the Beis Yosef says, the eight parts, and every night they put in one eighth. It lasted till the morning. So there was a miracle. The He doesn't understand. He's the same kash as the Meiri. We say in in when the Torah says from evening till the morning, you have to put in enough oil to go all the way. It has to be dug the whole night. Why would they put it in eight separate parts? You have achieved the first night to light the whole night. The same kasha like the Meiri. So he doesn't like that answer. Oy Tirzi quotes the other answer of the Beis After they put in oil, the pach was right? The jug was full and they, they noticed the miracle. The gamze he doesn't like that either. Rubbish. What happened the last night? The eighth night they poured the oil in. The, now the jug was empty. So what are you celebrating the eighth night? You got the first night, but you don't have the eighth night. Maybe the eighth night stayed full. Right, no, because the ninth night they had they already had new oil. They didn't use the same oil the ninth Could night. Could still be that it stayed full. Oh, and where is it? They, they hit it. Oil. Where is it? And what happened to the miraculous oil? There. Where is it? Where is it? Oh, <laughs> where is it? Ran out. It ran out. He says. He says. Oh, um, the ninth night they used it, and then it ran out. But the eighth night, maybe it stayed. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I think it's a printing mistake. Probably should be Dolama. Uh, the last night, why would the pach stay full? So therefore, it wouldn't have stayed full. So the last night was nothing. And he says, if you're going to say that Mili HaPach was in the second night, he says, maybe the Pshat and the Beis Yosef is, they poured it out the first night. When they came the next night, they saw the jug was still full. Which means that when they came the eighth night to light, that's when the jug was full for the eighth night, on the eighth night. But then nothing happened the first night. Imkan Enkan Hekernes the first night. Then how would you be able to know that it wasn't someone else that went and put in some oil inside? No, they, they, they knew, they knew. There was a big, there was, uh, there was tape outside. No one was allowed, no crossing, no one allowed in. Crossing tape. 
no one allowed in. But uh, he says in Taka, the eighth night, as you, Itaka would have, the miracle would have been on the eighth night, but not on the first. He's knocked off too. Oi Tiritz Bebeis Yosef, he says, that Belel Echad were number six. They um, they put all the oil in the candles. Itaka burnt the whole night. They came in the morning and boom, it was full of oil. The Gamzen Nidchem Atam the same Shaila. Then the last night there was nothing there. Because the last night, the Beis Yosef has to agree when they came, the oil had disappeared. So if you want to throw the first night into the, into the, into the pile, you lose the last night. So therefore, he says, he doesn't like any of the Beis Yosef's three answers. They're all thrown out of the park. Ulefi Devrem, he says, the Beis Yosef should have said better. Yechoylem l'taretz, shekishenosnu ma'at shemem b'menoyer nismala. He could have said better. As they started to pour from the jug and the candle, they poured in one drop, it became full. Nathan. How come no one said that? As they poured from the jug into the, the first eight, right? Oh, yeah, they poured the first eight. Let's say, and boom, it jumped up. Then it would have been a miracle. Every single he, he says, that would have been a good answer. The imkain heker, there is a nest, both the first and the last. Inami, another option, which is we saw in the rush and the Namukha Yosef, they put all of it in. Every night, one eighth went. That answer he would have been happy with. Because that means every night there was a miracle. Something about, the, I don't know why, like the, the, you would assume that the miracle happened only after they lit. They're like, ah, like if it happened right away, they didn't know right away that the miracle happened. Right, in other words. we know, yeah. like, that they were like waiting dramatically, oh, is it right, going to stay? Right, right, no, it's, it's not, not a movie. Right, right, What's that part of that's, the that's, that's, it not burn? Not, not go down, the oil not yeah, go down. When, 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 right, when, when you. Oh, Right when you're in kindergarten, right sitting around your mother, that's exactly how she explained it. But <laughs> no, they put in. No, they, they, according to the answer that the path was fully filled right away. As they, the prichado she's offering maybe the first drop filled up. That's one opinion. I'm talking. No, but what, what happened to the other? Wait, hold on. Almost all the rishonim we saw all liked the answer that as that they filled it up and they looked at the path was full. It was immediate. It was immediate. No, it was immediate. No, because no, the whole part is they saw the first night. That's the whole cup of the Beis Yosef. The first night there was, be, hecker, there was a hecker. There was a hecker in the nest. Would be mixed all all eight days because they right. realized that the first. Right, right. The problem is though, then the eighth night when they filled it up, the jug didn't miraculously refill. So what would be the miracle of the eighth night? That's the prechadosh was cast on the Beis Yosef. So the prechadosh said what? The oil was. I know, I know, I know. L'choyre, how come no one asked the prechadosh was kasha? You would say, listen. <laughs> The fact is that oil they had was miraculous. The eighth night, they're using miraculous oil. Oh, it's right. like, it's it's a, just, uh, I'll, I'll show you a Meredith Shlomo Kluger in just a minute. Mm-hmm. So the pre-Chadosh therefore says, the three answers the Beis doesn't like. He said the Beis Yosef could have said something else which would make more sense. He gives two options. Either the moment they poured it in, it filled up. Or they filled it up and it went down one-eighth every night. But he says, all this whole thing is barking up the wrong tree. He says, "Ain Savarish Yikvu seven days from Chavva Veilich, and the Ikur Yoyman Itzachan, which they wrested from their enemies, which is the fifth twenty-fifth. They're not going to be Kaveil Adoris." He says, "If not for the miracle of the oil, we still would celebrate the one one day with Halal and Haidah because of the war, because of the miracle of the oil. We added another seven days, but the first day is the main, like the Meiri. Yeah. But the Prichadosh gets uh, credit for this answer. Um, that it's for the it's for the Milchama." What happened by his miracle when the light went all night? Did the oil the marshal? The marshal. Yeah. yeah, it seems like it, it went down very slowly. It went down very slowly. It was uh, slowed. 
pause, like going that's down one eighth every night. Watching it and saying it's not, it's burning, but it's not taking the. Oh fuel. no, no uh, that that we haven't. That's the Rebbe's We haven't seen that yet. We're seeing it's going slowly, 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 slowly. So, um, if Shloim Kluger number seven, he says like this. By the way, look, the Prichadosh at the end wants to know why isn't Hanukkah nine days? Every Yom Tov we throw in an extra day because we're not sure exactly which day was Rosh Chodesh. So look what he gives a few answers. He says, first of all, it's only a Rabbon on Yom Tov, so you're not going to be Machmer an extra day. Inami, he says, that we dafka one eight to hint to the Bruce Miller that they wanted to uh, annul. He says, third, Inami, we dafka one eight to know to clearly know exactly how long the miracle went. We want it to be a precise a resemblance of how the miracle was. But some want to say, <laughs> really the Hanukkah should be seven days, Taka, like all the Rishonim asked. Why is it eight? Because we throw in the extra day, because of Sekh the Yomah. That's really why it became eight. <laughs> no, this, this kasha of the Frichadosh is the reason why it's Taka eight days. Right. Look at uh, number seven is, is Rav Shloyme Kluger. Rav Shloyme Kluger he says, He says, unbelievable. The kavan of Beis Yosef is kach. In number seven, taketh, as soon as they began Laharik to pour a little bit from the pach into the menorah, as they were pouring from the jug into the menorah, the jug was refilling on its own. It's a new thing we haven't, we haven't thought of yet. As the oil was leaving the jug like into the menorah, it was, it was refilling. It was refilling every, uh, every moment. Every drop that went out of the... So here's the Shiloh though. When they filled it the first night, there's two sets of oil now. There was one in the jug. Now there's the jug has plus the manure. Which one has the natural oil? Which one has the supernatural oil? How did it work? Did all the natural oil go in the manure and the jug has the supernatural? Or Fakeret, the jug kept the natural and the supernatural. Will, will, the, will the miracle continue? Shemesh Which one had. Oh, oh, oh. So he said like this. We don't know. The first night, was that the natural oil? And the supernatural is in the jug? Or maybe it was Fakeret? But wasn't the first one also a miracle? So, because it had the seal, and now all the seals were broken. Oh, that, 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 that's what that the Meiri and the Sefer Eshkol said. That, but but mo, most most don't say that. The Meiri and the Eshkol said that. But uh, what Shlomo Kluger is saying like this. He's saying like this. Look at all eight nights, right? If the first night it was the supernatural oil that went into the menorah, and the natural stayed in the jug, then the same thing every night. The jug kept on holding the natural oil, the supernatural went in the menorah. So then Taka, the eighth night was natural. It was the natural right. stuff went in, the jug didn't refill, and that's it. So then you'd celebrate the first seven nights. But if it's the other way, if what went into the, if what went into the candle was the natural oil, first night, why so why are you celebrating the first night, but you'd celebrate the eighth night because it's coming from supernatural. Because you, when you have a suffolk of the Rabbonon, you know, there's a, if you live in a regular city on Purim, you're laying on the 14th. If the city was a walled city in the times of Yeshua, you're laying on the 15th. What if you're not sure what this, if the city had a wall? You're laying both. Why? Lay neither. Since Megillah's Drabonon, each day is a Suffolk, we don't say that you can use Suffolk Drabonon to cancel. You actually, you do both. You do both. So says Shlomo Kluger, that's why you celebrate both days. Uh, wow. That's why you celebrate both. Yeah. 
comes a Taz in number eight, and then we'll mention Reb Chaim and the Rebbe, and then we're going to finish. The Taz says in number eight, Betur hevi l'shana acheres, they made eight days. Hiksha beis Yosef, lama kavu eight days, since the oil in the jug had enough for one night, so the miracle is only seven days. He gives three answers, ayin sham. Va'al kulam, we're number eight, the sixth line. They're all difficult. She'ein lanu remez mizesh and asakein. The beis Yosef is, is dreaming. All these three answers are hypothetical, maybe. We're, they're all, you know, theories. Imkein, they're hypotheses, but... The, the Gemara should have mentioned this. Why doesn't the Gemara mention anything about this? He says, He says, I think Pshat's like this. Retroactively on Arroyan that the first night there was a miracle. Why? Based on a Zoyer. The story of there was a woman, there was a Navi Oivadya who was hiding a hundred prophets from the wicked queen Izevel, Jezebel, the wife of Achav. He hid them 50 in one cave, 50 in the other. Now it's expensive because people need to eat. So Avadja was borrowing money from Yehoram, the son of Achav, yeah. and then Avadja passed away, and Yehoram tells Avadja's wife, don't have the money, I'm taking your kids, I'm taking your kids. So she came running to Elisha, and Elisha said, do you have any kalim in your house? Do you have? Right. So she said, I have a little thing of oil. So he says, bring as many kalim from your... Right. Why did she need to have that original flask? Why can't they just go home and there's going to be oil everywhere? No. There, there has to be something natural to begin with on which the bracha can take effect. He asked, what do you have? And the Zoya says, Hashem doesn't make a miracle to give a bracha unless something already exists. The bracha has to... Hashem doesn't want to make ex, ex nihilo. It has to be chal on something. Even, even if it's small... But the Eibishter will put a bracha lahar bes hamat. Mashenkin, if it's empty, a bracha can't be chal to make a berry chadosha. Nichos, now makes sense. If the first night all the oil would have been used up like it should have been, there would have been no oil for the rest of Hanukkah. There would be no room for the nest to take effect. It must be that even the first night, some of the oil that should have been used up remained in order that the oil can expand. It's almost like I think he's using the answer of the Beis Yosef that when they came the next morning they found it full again. But how could the oil have regenerated itself? It must be something remained from the first night. But the, it lived through the whole night. That's the miracle. Something must have remained. So in order for the bracha to be chal. Fill it fully or what? I think the answer is giving is they filled it full. But the tiny bit. Next morning it all went down except for a drop, and now a bracha can take effect. Now, what was the bracha? I assume, like the Beis have mentioned, that they refilled. That in the, the or in No, the Chayr in the, in the, in the, in the, the, in the menorah itself, because they completely filled up the menorah. They the went down almost, almost completely. A, a little bit remained. That's the miracle, because it went through the entire night. It should have consumed all the oil. But from that, it was able to regenerate. Okay. <clears throat> Comes Reb Chaim Brisker. So now, oh, so once the oil regenerated later, they realized that must be the first night not all of it w- was consumed. That's what he meant, Lamafreya. Because how could the miracle have happened? Must be something remained. But it went a whole night. Ah, they realized the miracle. That's what the Taz says. Comes Reb Chaim Brisker, and Reb Chaim Brisker said, now it's recorded by students of his. And many believe he never said this. There's a huge controversy if he said it or not. But Reb Chaim Brisker said that for the menorah you need to use olive oil, not miraculous oil. Miraculous shem oil with shem and shalnais doesn't work. Yeah. 
It doesn't work. That's for many mitzvahs. Oh, <clears throat> so the way, many quote Reb Chaim is saying you can't use supernatural products for halacha. Supernatural products don't work for halacha. It's based on the story actually of that woman, the Shonamis, when she came to Elisha, the Radak quotes a Tosefta that she asked Elisha, do I have to take off Misa from all of this oil? Elisha said, no, it's miraculous oil. It sounds like miraculous items are not subject to halacha. So then they can't be used for the Menorah. So the Chaim asked, all this answer the Rishonim give that they poured it in and then the jug was full, full with what? Miraculous oil, you can't use it. You can't use it. So Reb Chaim, exactly. So Reb Chaim said like this. So, so Reb Chaim gave an answer. In fact, the Rebbe uses these words as well. There's a difference between a miracle in quantity versus quality. If it's a quantitative miracle of oil, then that excess oil is miraculous and it's no good. But if it's in the quality, if you have a minute amount of oil, but it has super nuclear power and it just goes and goes and goes and goes miraculous power in a natural substance can be used for halacha right so if it's an echus miracle it's okay so therefore which miracle which which answer does he learn he learns the answer the prichadosh mentions the mukiyosef the rush they put in all of it like they filled it up to the top it went down one eighth every night <clears throat> why did it go down one eighth every night it's natural oil but it had a supernatural power that's what he says and everyone quotes it b'shem Reb Chaim. <coughs> Reb Chaim's own Enoch say he never asked a question, never happened, because miraculous products are chayiv in halacha. Was that his... What's the source that they bring? It's a major... I'm going to finish up, but it's a, it's a, no a, a major, so a major debate. The Morgan Avram says. Not here. Really not here. It's in his commentary, Zayis Ran on Medrash. Because then right. it would have been a miracle the first night as well, because it's supposed to be twenty exactly, and, and it went twenty-four it went, hours. Right, 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 right. Exactly, exactly. Well, a, That's an answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It answers everything. It answers everything. But no, but no. The issue with that is you have a mitzvah to kindle the candle every night. It's not so posh. It's, people ask on that Morgan Avram that you would have to put it out and rekindle it. Right. You have a mitzvah to not to have the menorah lit, but to oh, actually light it. How do you make they it would have to go and put it out and relight yeah, you it. You can't make a bracha the second night. Yeah. It's still Every morning. That's a right. Yeah. So you could say that they were afraid to they do that do because they you're cleaning it out in order to relight it, but how are they going to yeah. relight it? If it goes out, you have to But clean the problem it. is... But if it keeps on going, yeah. it is clean. Uh, but they had a mitzvah every <laughs> night to relight it. But you'll say they thought that if we, uh, if we put it out... The question, but what was with the oil? According to that Morgan Avram, it lit for eight days What's completely straight. But what was with the oil? If the oil stayed full, then right before Shkir, they should... Or whenever they lit, they should put it out and relight it. Anyhow, but... Uh, and I could still make it burn all the time. Just because they put it out and put it on. It's still burned for the whole time. Theory. Yeah, 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 yeah. It could have burned. It was continuously burned. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could say that. So... so what does it ever say? Oh. Yeah, but how does Chaim Briscoe's grandkids... What gives they them say, the right to say... Because that? they say they never heard from any of Reb Chaim. Reb Chaim had a son, the Briskorov. All of the Briskorov's kids said we never heard... Our father told us everything he heard from his father. We were with our father, Hanukkah, year after year. We never heard our father quote this from Reb Chaim. They heard him give a Tvartar on this in Yeshiva when the other students said They would have expected to hear from it. A raya they bring is that there's a Targum Yonason in Parshas Vayakal. When the Yidin donated to the Mishkan, where'd they get the oil from? 
It came from Gan Eden. The Targmir said clouds brought it from Gan Eden. So the Shailiz is oil from Gan Eden. Is, is it miraculous? What type of olive tree is there in Gan Eden? You see, the Medrash says that by Noyach, the bird, the bird, the, the dove, had the olive branch from Gan Eden. Yeah. So does that mean Gan Eden has natural olive trees? Yeah, it's a physical place. So Tzamasedek has a mime where he says Gan Eden, where Adam and Chava were, was a, it was a Mamutzah between Gashmis and Ruchnis. It's a very different type of Gashmis than, uh, than we're used to. So there was so there was an old guy in Eretz Yisrael who said, Years ago I met an old man in a hotel. And he told me when he was a kid on the train, he was with Reb Chaim Brisker. And he told, he, he said, Rabbi, I heard you asked on all these Rishonim that how could there be miraculous olive oil that's possible for the Menorah? And Reb Chaim said, Kindle, ich hab das on nicht gefragt. I never asked that question. <laughs> so quite if you take this testimony from what he heard, from here, from what he when he was a kid. So sometime uh, that you don't know exactly how the kid presented it. You exactly. see, I'll tell you why. Many people presented that Reb Chaim said you can't use miraculous products for halacha. You could say that's Bukhal not the words. It could be miraculous products are chayev. But you need shemen zayin, you need olive oil. Oil from an olive. This is not oil from an olive. In fact, that's how the Rebbe asked a question in the Sikha. In, in number 11 comes the Rebbe, and the Rebbe has a kasha on Reb Chaim. Because Reb Chaim wants to learn, they put all of it in one night, and then it went down every night. The Rebbe tainers, the chiv of making sure the manure is full, would dictate that the second night, you have to add the eight that's missing, even from Tomei oil. Because since everyone's Tomei, the Tomei is kind of overlooked. The Rebbe learns in a Ha'ara, he actually calls a Prima Godim in the Ha'ara, who says that if it went down one-eighth every night, your chiv to make sure the candles are full would necessitate every what night you fill up the lack with, with Tomei oil. So the Rebbe says, let me tell you what really happened, okay? Oh. This is what really happened. And the Rebbe <laughs> takes Dafka, the third, hold on, the Rebbe takes the third answer of the Beis Yosef, and he says in number 11, they put all the oil in the candles, and in the morning they found it was still full. That was the third answer of the Beis Yosef. V'yeshloimah says the Rebbe, the Pirish in them is, nit, not that the Shemen hat ois gebrennt und der Nach hat mit sich die Neiris wieder angefüllt mit Shemen bederchnes. When you learn the Beis Yosef's third answer, you think perhaps like this, it burned through the night till there was maybe a drop left or nothing, and boom, it regenerated. Or like the Taz, a little bit left, and boom, regenerated. But then the regeneration is, is miraculous oil. That's not so posture. Many hold, as long as the beginning if what the Abishta added on the original, the principle, was natural, then everything might have that halacha. That's how the Klichemda learns. The Rebbe is not going with that. No, by Elisha, the Zoyer that the Taz brought was Bechal for Hashem to make a miracle. He would take a step further. If the principle was considered natural, then whatever is added is bound by the same halachas. It has to do with now that they're with the flesh that they're making. Rabbi Moshe Feinstein writes in a letter, if the original cell of meat is fleshix, whatever is expanded is fleshix. So the Kli Chemda says so too. A miraculous item, boom, kaboom, it's potter from halacha. Like you create something to say for Yitzira, boom. But if the original amount, dose, was regular natural stuff, whatever's added has the same din. I, the woman was told by Elisha, you don't have to take Meiser. Reb Moshe says in the letter, it's because the original amount of oil she had, she'd already taken Meiser from it. It was already potter. So whatever was added had the same din. So actually, they say based on the Taz, since a little bit of oil remained the first night, 
whatever grew from it was also right. still chayiv in the mitzvah. The Rebbe, the Rebbe is not learning like that. The Rebbe is not learning like that. The Rebbe says pshat like this: the oil bechlal did not diminish, not even one eighth, nothing at all. The shemen hot gebrent on tzamen demit while it was burning is funim garnet nechzik It didn't diminish like Chazal say that a fire came from above. Um, oh, oh, sorry, by a fire from above, it burns. It doesn't it. Ulahoyer. Even if you could say that you could light with miracle uh, oil, yeah, even if you say that whatever miracle happened, it's fine because you can use miraculous oil for the menorah. What does that mean? What does that last line mean? I don't know. So what's the translation? It's been moving that the Esh for Ur even if you're going to say that the Hadlokas Neiris Hamanera with miraculous oil, the miraculous oil fills the need of the oil in the Manera. But the fire and light Sounds like the has to come from oil. Okay, that's yeah, yeah. Between the lock and the actual light that comes from it. Okay, that's something else you have to analyze. But kum toy says in dem nes is given There were two opposites. There was a h tv. There was a natural fire and a natural light. Again, if the difference of the all right, fine, which comes from oil. In order for it to be natural oil, it would have to be consumed. But on the other hand, it didn't diminish at all. So it was consumed, but didn't diminish. The burning bush. So exactly, exactly. It bush. burned. It was a natural burning, but yet it didn't. It didn't thing. disappear. It didn't yeah. consume. Fine. And the Rebbe ties We had a whole show once about nimnahanimnois. About two, if two opposites can yeah. happen, can you move and be still at the same time, and things like that. And uh, but the vort of the Rebbe over here is that's the mile he has over the Chaim, right, right, right. So the vort that the Rebbe has here over the Chaim Brisker is he, he's agreeing to the Chaim that we don't want to have miraculous oil; we want to have natural oil. And as long as the miracles in the quality, the power, that's fine. But Reb Chaim holds it diminish one eighth every night. The Rebbe, but then every night you would have a halachic obligation to fill right, to fill the missing amount of oil, even with tamay oil. So the Rebbe says you must say nothing diminished. Nothing diminished. What was the miracle? It was burning. What about the miracle the eighth day? So you're saying why is it? Because what happened? Because when they came the eighth day in the morning, there was no oil left. There was no reason for the miracle because or else they would have lit it the ninth day. You have the pre-Chodesh's kasha. So for that, we'll answer where a blank mentioned. The, the reason why no one else till the pre-Chodesh asked the kasha. <laughs> The fact is, on the eighth day, they were using oil which they only had miraculously, so it's part of the miracle. It's part of the miracle. But the Chur, the Rebbe, would agree that on the eighth night, this didn't happen. It actually burned completely. You're celebrating because the fact that you had that oil was due to a miracle. Okay, so those are, we discussed, I don't know, maybe 12 or 13 different answers. That's it. Wait, can we, can you just learn?